Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, let's go. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you in the 630 Chad Studios. It is 5.07 in Edmonton, a jam-packed edition of Oilers Now coming at you. Lots to get to. Reed Wilkins, Brendan Escott, myself will discuss the top story for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy legacy heating and cooling. The Edmonton Oilers are 14-3 and in their last 17 games. They've got the best record in the National Hockey League over the last six weeks of the regular season. Why? Are there certain intrinsic things happening, or is this a a hot streak, or is there some legitimate things going on that are sustainable? I'm saying 14 and 3, 24 winning percentage all year. But we'll get to that coming up the first half hour. We'll also get into our audio vault and hear from Edmonton Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch along with Matthias Eckholm at 5.35 today. For the horses and horse racing, Alberta Daily Faceoffs, Frank Saravalli. At 6.05 today, Ottawa Senators General Manager, former Edmonton Oiler for Conlon Motorsports, GM Steve Stales of the Senators. At 6.35 today, Matthias Eckholm, Reed and Brendan will bring you home in the final half hour as well. All right, let's get to a top story for legacy heating and cooling. The Edmonton Oilers are on a six-game heater. This is the second the second lengthy winning streak for Chris Knobloch, whose record, by the way, is 16-6. and six. He's only coached the team for 22 games. He's got eight and six-game winning streaks so far. So the question I have for you out on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. Is it fluke? Have the orders played an easy schedule? Or is there something going on here? And I know that you'll say, Bob, wait a sec. The Oilers closed last year on a 14-0-1 streak under Jay Woodcroft. And that is 100% true. They did. But they had a very easy schedule down the stretch. Uh, So I want to get right to it. We're going to bring aboard Reed Wilkins. Hello, Reed. How are you? Hey, Bob. Brendan Escott, what's going on? Same old, same old. Got a big one tomorrow. Yeah. So, So here's the deal, guys. Like... The guy's coached the team for 22 games. He's had an eight-game winning streak already. Now the Oilers are in the middle of a six-game winning streak. Connor McDavid's got 37 points during those 17 games and is plus 17. The Oilers have five players averaging better than a point per game over that 17-game run, including Nugent Hopkins and Hyman, who with McDavid are in the best line in the NHL, including Leon Dreisaitl, who's got 12 goals during that stretch, including Evan Bouchard, who paired with Matthias Ekholm, who we'll hear from later on has the best tandem of analytics in the entire league. Reed, we're going to start to you. What do you think's happening here? Why do you think they've been able to sustain two streaks? Is this the law of averages catching up PDO-wise? What's going on? Well, I think if you want to, I'll start with the, what you said about the law of averages. I think there's some of that. And I remember we talked about the horrible shooting percentage they had in their four consecutive losses after they went at the Heritage Classic. 
They had a lot of shots in those games. Well, I think the Nashville game, they weren't as good. The other three games, you know, they, yeah. they were around the net a lot and didn't score. I think the shooting percentage was 4.4 over those four games, and it wasn't very good for most of the season up to that point. So that was bound to turn around, first of all, and it has. I, I think a lot of it, Bob, is this is just the team we expected. This is not the start of, uh, what was it, the heavy bullying year? Where it's like, oh, they're winning games, but my goodness, his save percentage, what is it? You have a yeah, 962 or it something? It was a like 962 that. save percentage so, through his so, first nine so, appearances. So this, that year. This, to me, this isn't debating, okay, they're winning a lot of games, but there's some weird things going on. Can they keep it up? This is the Oilers. I mean, they've been in the playoffs four consecutive years. They've been in the top 12 of the overall standings for consecutive years. Now, granted, the one year they didn't play everybody, but they finished second in a seven team division. So that leads you to be a top eight or nine team. And I think that and we will probably debate the reasons for eternity. They were just horrific out of the gate. It cost Jay and Manson their jobs. And, you know, the old thing with coaching is maybe it's not their fault, but it's their problem. <laughs> and whatever it was, it was either their fault or it was their problem and they couldn't fix it. And they paid the price. But this is just a team that is generally mature, generally a veteran team, Generally, as you often say, Bob, has shown that they can take a punch and get back into games, as they've done several times over the last 12 or 15 games. They've come back from deficits, sometimes in the third period. I, I just think we're seeing that the game, the team that, that, that they were built to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Okay, Brendan, what do you think? I don't think they were ever as bad as 2-9-1. and one. They may have been playing that bad. The bounces that they were getting were certainly contributing to uh, that kind of record. And as Reed mentioned, the, sh- the shooting percentage was always bound to come around. We talked yesterday about how quickly it's come back around, and that's probably the most encouraging thing because I assumed it would have taken the addition of a winger or a defenseman, a goaltender, Frank, with the way the season started out to further kick them in the pants and they haven't needed it they have been a mature enough group to get it done with their own volition and now we get to see what they can do beyond this when they do make some additions that we can all agree are on the way yeah it, it is an interesting one so now I'm going to ask you guys a question there was a coaching change made let me ask you this do you think that certain coaches, their tenor and the way they handle teams plays a factor in teams being able to go on runs. 
So now I'm going to supply some numbers for you. In 2010-11, Chris Knobloch coached the Kootenai Ice, a team that couldn't really score but had good defense. They had a winning streak of seven games that year, an undefeated streak of seven games, and then in the playoffs went 11 straight victories, won the WHL title, swept the Saskatoon Blades who loaded up with Braden Shen, swept, uh, won in five games over Portland. The only loss was in overtime. They actually went 11-0-1 in their final 12 games in the playoffs that year. The next year, they won 36 games. They went undefeated in six, won six, and undefeated in six during the stretch of the year. The team they lost to in the opening round of the playoffs in 2012, you know who that is. They lost to Edmonton. Oh, yeah, that was the yeah. So they lost to the team that won the league title. Chris ends up going to Erie in 12-13. His first full season in Erie in 13-14, these were the winning streaks. 11-game winning streak, 6-game winning streak, 10-game winning streak, 7-game undefeated streak, 8-game winning streak, 6-game winning streak in the playoffs, lost in the conference final to Guelph. Guess who Edmonton beat in the Memorial Cup final that year? Right. Guelph. In 2014-15, 14-game undefeated streak to start the season. Won six in a row, won ten in a row, won eight in a row in the playoffs, lost in the OHL final to Oshawa, the team that won the Memorial Cup. In 2015-16, Connor McDavid's gone from Erie. Started the year with a 10-game undefeated streak, had a 15-game winning streak during the season, won six straight games in the playoffs, lost to the London Knights in uh, round three of the OHL playoffs that year, the team that eventually went on to win the Memorial Cup. In 2016-17 with Erie, 15-game undefeated streak, 14-game winning streak, a seven-game playoff undefeated streak, won the OHL title, lost the Memorial Cup championship game uh, 4-3 in Windsor. So now the question I have is, that is an abnormal amount of lengthy winning streaks in two different leagues in junior. Okay? To me, I mean, that they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine streaks of ten games or longer where they were undefeated in in, in five seasons because he didn't pull it off in his, the one year that they were just okay in Kootenai. Do you think do you think a coach's tenor? Like, look what happened today. Sam Gagne is back, but they're going with the same lineup as they went with the last few games. Adam Ernie's staying in. I'm looking at it going, well, maybe Holloway should have been playing. Why do they send him back down? And by the way, he's not playing. Do you think the tenor maybe plays a factor in The guy's even keeled. He's not overthinking who's in the lineup. You win and you stay in. And his track record, which the president of the company knows very well, Jeff Jackson, because he saw him coach a ton. Do you think the tenor maybe plays a factor in the team being able to run off those sort of streaks? Or am I just cherry-picking stats out of the WHL and the OHL? What do you think? (laughs) I I do think that you've done that, but I I also think the stats that you've cherry-picked are telling a story. That's fascinating to me because there's something to be said, particularly this season, uh, with how sparse the schedule has been recently. Negotiating Christmas, negotiating a three-day layoff here, a four-day layoff there, five, and it hasn't mattered. They have come out, uh, you know what, to the wall every step of the way and to me a lot of that has to be coaching yeah what do you think okay well yes i think you've cherry-picked stats but i'll give you the i'm not just saying that to be critical of you i'm saying that because i think to give those stats a little more context we'd have to maybe go back and be like how did lax do when he was coaching those really good oil king teams right like how did some of the other what were some of the winning streaks of other elite teams because i don't know off the top of my head 
but just looking at the Oil Kings two WHL teams, they had a lot of long winning streaks. So, but Chris was at the helm, so he deserves credit for Ed, those. Ed, Edmonton had every advantage in the WHL. Kootenay was a cheap team run by a cheap organization that's moved twice since. That's that's moved twice <laughs> since. But that you know never saying, that but never but can you know get the best Americans I, I, or the best. I would just, the I would just like to compare there. how many yeah. long winning streaks all the good yeah. coaches yeah. have. But in terms of Knobloch's uh, demeanor. Yes, of course, I think that that makes a difference. And, and I do think, and, and we've noticed it often and off air watching practices, same, same lineup, same lineup. He's not changing a winning lineup. And there's lineup. no He's not BS changing about what the lineup's going to be. Like, we know the day before the game. Well, yeah, he flat out answered the question today. Was is Gagne going to play tomorrow? He was just like, no. He didn't say wait and see game day decision. He just said, no, we're not We're not right. changing it. So that, that message is there. Um you know, I, I think that the the challenge now for for Chris and like it's, it's to, to me, Bob. This is still so weird talking about it because two years ago today, Dave Tippett was still the head coach of yes. the team. I mean, we had a coach in between that <laughs> again had a pretty good winning percentage. Yeah. That I almost feel like we're we're picking over what he did because he had a really bad twelve games. You know, but uh, I, I to me, Knobloch is extremely down to earth like he is just extremely down to earth and extremely humble and now on the ice you see he's got the big booming coach's voice and you know he's he's definitely in charge out there but i I do think that there there is something about his demeanor that's very level-headed they've used the word process oriented a lot and i do think that that has helped just to reiterate the point all right so with erie 11 game winning streak six game winning streak 10 game winning streak seven game undefeated streak eight game winning streak with connor mcdavid in 13 14 undefeated in 14 winning six in a row winning 10 in a row with Connor McDavid, the next two years, when he won 50 games again, that's when he got on everybody's radar. So mm-hmm. Four consecutive 50-plus win seasons. The only coach in junior history to ever do it. A 10-game undefeated streak and a 15-game winning streak in 15-16. And then in 16-17, an undefeated streak of 15 and a winning streak of 14. There's something about what he does. I, I, I mean, to me, you would think a team wouldn't be able to sustain those sort of streaks for that length of period over and over again and it repeatedly happened so that now again the orders went 14 0 one in the final 15 last year yeah with jay but they had a very easy schedule and the schedule right now isn't super it's not, hard it's not they're that at challenging. six games right I, now they're playing four teams in a row ottawa who always plays well at rogers place they're playing ottawa tomorrow yes and then they go chicago who can't beat anybody right now uh detroit who's a decent team and montreal next four games we should flip that station if you can. I think Chicago and New Jersey's on, by the way. Oh, well, there you go. And Chicago, by the way, has got three go- three games in the next four days. So there you, you have want to watch tennis? No, no, I don't Not today. <laughs> they were like a... Nicely done, right? Final it's just an, in, it's an interesting point. All right, speaking of Chris Knobloch, uh, he had these comments today as we go into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. In these tight budget times, direct workwear is a superhero. Your wallet deserves huge selection, low prices. Here's Chris Knobloch on the players who've recovered from slow starts this year. For them just to keep it simple. And usually it's, you know, winning puck battle in position in the defensive zone uh, you know if you're in the right spot um, then you're able to make plays and you know there you know I've talked before about there is element of luck you know we talked about McLeod his zero shooting percentage and you know you can't always control how the goalie's going to play sometimes you 
I've seen players get hat tricks where they played awful games and it just things just went their way. They got the bounces and um, I don't think that any bounces went, uh, you know, McLeod's way or some of these other guys. Um, but also when they're not playing well, it's usually they're not doing the little things well. And, you know, that's just being able to make a simple pass, um, you know, moving their feet and just those little details. And if they're doing those things regularly, then the bigger things happen. There you go. That's Chris Knobloch, Oilers head coach. The Oilers now audio vault for direct work. Where we'll take a quick timeout. It's 521 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Reed Wilkins are here. They can control their own mics as well because, frankly, I'm not very good at any of this technical stuff. Uh, we'll do the game day lineup report a little bit later on. Quick rip here. Uh, McDavid, 37 points plus 17 in the last 17 games. Brendan, how much of this is just that top line's just killing it? Well, they have definitely, I think, single-handedly won probably two games, I I think it's fair to say. And that, to me, is willing some other dogs into the fight. That's what you hope for. Uh, if you're if you're these guys that are not only getting the best out of one another, but if you're keeping your team in these games, and we've seen what can happen when you're just in the game in the third period, uh, obviously they're um, you know they're maybe playing a little more inspired than they were when it didn't look like McDavid could keep them within striking distance. Reid. I just you know you know Connor doesn't talk about himself. He doesn't open up a lot. I would love it just to know how hotly the fire is burning right now. You know, everybody, what's become part of the sports lexicon, the Jordan clip from the last dance, uh, what was yeah, it called? The, and I the, took that personally. I took that personally. Yeah. And I think that's what some of the greats do. They find something to motivate them, you know, even if it's not actually something that is real as well as we know with Jordan a lot of his things were uh, were very twisted and not exactly how things happen but I'm sure McDavid's sitting there thinking okay so the co- coach is fired and it's it, it's my fault and it's Leon's fault and I'm uh, I'm not getting a point a game and Matthews is better and Pasternak is better and Kucherov is better okay okay Philly I didn't get it I mean Rob said it after the game you think he didn't know he had zero points against Philly and didn't do much that game he knew yeah. And, and now he's on an absolute mission. And he's, he'll, he'll win the R. Ross, and I, quite frankly, I think he'll probably win the heart all right, after so, all this. Too. So now I'm going to ask you perhaps for today the $50 million question. Cool. Okay. When they were at three wins in the first three, nine, and one, what is that, 13 games? Yeah, that was when he was fired. 69 games left. Did you think they could win 47 of the final 69 to get to 50 wins? No. Do you think they But I thought they could still make the playoffs. Do you think they can get to 50 wins now? They're at 19 wins in 35 games. They're 19, 15, and 1. Yeah. So they've got 47 games left. They would need 31 wins in their final 47. Which they've done close to that before. I I think it's going to be tough to get all the way there just because of how the schedule does start to pack up in February and March. Yeah, this is a long-distance race right now. I'm going to have enough confidence in who they acquire in net to support that back-to-back scenario down the stretch. I I think they'll get it done. Sure. Here's the deal. Unless they get a catastrophic injury to one of their top players, I'm here to tell you right now they're going to get the 50 wins. That'd be exciting. They're going to get the 50 wins. And then, well, again, what did Rob say? He thinks they're still going to finish top three in the division. Well, they, I mean, Vegas and L.A. are both starting to take on. I, the one team that I don't think is going to get caught is Vancouver, and that's because they've been relentless in proving their team. They've already made five trades this year. They've got a, a good one-two punch in goal, though Demko's not going to be at a 940 all year. Um, 
they're way deeper in their bottom six, and they've got a big defense. Uh, now, I'd, I would love to see Edmonton play Vancouver in the playoffs because there's no way we're going to get a repeat of the two games in Vancouver to start the year, right. and the pressure would be on the Canucks as well. Uh, and yes, I think Edmonton's making the playoffs, and I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but I think they're going to get to 50 wins. So, that, And part of the reason why I think they're going to get to 50 wins is because this guy runs streaks. That's what he does as a coach. And I think it's because less is more. I really do. I think he doesn't overcomplicate it. I think he doesn't overthink it. I think that there's just a directness in his approach and a simplicity, and I think it works to his advantage. Thanks for coming by. You guys are going to be back in at six thirty-five. Yeah, we'll, we'll take uh, we'll take it home. All right, five good. And a half hour. So I can go uh, watch a game here at seven o'clock. Yeah, nicely really. done. <laughs> Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, Frank Cervalli when we return in Oilers now.